Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. I absolutely love Babbel because their courses help me learn real-life conversational skills. It's so easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, speak to the locals without having to consult language apps. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time offer for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, at babbel.com SPP. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com SPP. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com SPP. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The podcast where we talk to smart people, but not necessarily done by smart people. That is an awesome question. This one goes down probably on one of my top five. Hey, I like nutrition. I like to eat food. This is the coolest thing ever. We're going to do this forever. I wish I paid more attention in that class. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand that. As a man, I just, I don't get it. Welcome to smartpeoplepodcast.com. Hello and welcome to Smart People Podcast, conversations that always satisfy your curious mind. Hope you are having a good day today or night, wherever you may be in the world. It's crazy when we get emails from this all corners of the world. I love it. Thank you so much. Excited to have on the show today, Tom Schwab. Tom helps small business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs get featured on leading podcasts that their prospects are already listening to. And then he shows you how to turn listeners into customers. Tom is an online business builder. That's what he does. Marketing, content marketing, inbound marketing. And currently, as the founder of Interview Valet, he's talking really about how to get your voice out there. So I know I mentioned this in the show. It gets a little meta when we talk about how to podcast, be a guest on a podcast while listening to a podcast. But that is just part of this interview. And I want to be clear about that because as we always do, you know, Tom, he's an interesting guy. Actually, one of my favorite things that he says, and I might be misquoting, although you can just listen to it in the interview, is what's obvious to you is extraordinary to somebody else. And so I asked Tom about building a small business, about how to avoid shiny object syndrome. You know, how do you stay focused? How do you listen to your customers to, to pivot? What is inbound marketing? And even how do you deal with the struggle or the insecurity when you're starting a business that already exists, especially in the digital space where you can just go online and Google it and find 20. 
how do you stand out or how do you even get started? Because I know for myself, if I come up with an idea sometimes and I Google it and it's out there, I give up right there. And I'm, I'm starting to realize over time and as I get more confident and I build more businesses where I see more ideas through to fruition, which really keeps happening, that you know I'm going to connect with people that I am going to be their best resource, that what I'm creating is going to be their best option, whether because of the way I present it or the fact that they found me and not someone else. So really an interesting interview that covers a wide swath of things. I hope you enjoy a couple of things to note. Obviously, by now you've heard of our mastermind, mastermind.smartpeoplepodcast.com. And Tom is going to be a guest on a future webinar. So if you like what he has to say, you want some of his wisdom, the only place you're going to be able to get more in this exclusive webinar that's private is at mastermind.smartpeoplepodcast.com. Also, I want to mention Interview Valet is doing a great job of connecting experts and thought leaders with people who can get their message out and reach their client base. Additionally, as we discuss in this episode, perhaps you're thinking of starting your own podcast. You know, maybe you're not quite the expert, but you want to speak to experts, which by the way, podcasting is a great way to do that. It is blowing up. John and I, about a year ago, started a side consulting gig. We know how to podcast well. We know how to make good quality. We know how to edit. We know how to get guests. We know how to market. We know how to do all these things only because we've done it for five years. So we figured, why not put another tool in our tool belt and help others create a podcast? So look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. There are plenty of free ways to learn how to podcast. But as you know, just because it's free and out there doesn't mean you're going to do it. If you want to build a podcast and you have no idea where to start and you don't have probably... 50, 100 hours to put into figuring it out via YouTube videos or whatever, we will build it for you. We will, we will walk through the creative stage with you. So we'll determine what you want to do, who's your audience, what the brand is, what's the title, what category do you want to be in, okay? We'll submit it to iTunes. We will give you exact links for all of the equipment you need for exactly what you want to do. We'll video conference with you when the equipment comes in, get you set up, tell you how to do it, tell you how to record. We'll get hosting taken care of. Now, from there, there's, there's add-ons, right? Uh, we can do your first two months of episodes where we edit, post, and whatever, so then you can have some time to, to figure out the whole editing process. We can set up a subscription where we edit your shows, or we can give you resources for others to do it. There's a whole host of things, and we'll walk through exactly what you need. But if you're just saying... I know I want a podcast. I want it to look good, sound professional, and I don't want to have to learn how to do it. We can set that up for you. Another thing is I'm just going to tell you up front what the standard kind of pricing is or the price range. So when we do this for companies, it's anywhere between four and $8,000, okay? And we will oftentimes, if they're fairly local, we will go, we'll set them up, we'll do all this stuff. It's pretty intense. We'll get them three months of episodes. We'll teach them how to interview all this great stuff. I'll, I'll create tutorials and, and all that. We can do that for you. But for what we are offering to anyone listening is you can have the whole package and one month of edited episodes for $1,900. It's just, if you've said, I've always wanted a podcast, we will get you up and running as, as quickly as you can handle it. All right. So just wanted to throw that out there. You can email us at smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. 
com. All right, here it is. Tom Schwab, marketing expert, founder of Interview Valet. If you want to be interviewed, they're the place to go. And make sure you tell them Smart People Podcast sent you. Here's the episode. Enjoy. Well, Tom, you know, I really enjoyed all the even pre-interview stuff we talked about. So let's kind of give some of the goods to our listeners. First, let's learn about, you know, you've built online businesses, you're a marketing expert, um, you you talk about inbound marketing, and now for folks who have small businesses, give us from your end a quick one, two, three, you know, what you do and why. Sure. I, I guess I'll start back at the beginning. And my life and career only makes sense in the in the rearview mirror. Uh, my first job out of college was running a nuclear power plant in the Navy. And I always say I've run nuclear power plants and I've run small businesses. And one of them was easy because it came with an instruction manual. Uh, but with that, it, it started to show me that things are systems and there are problems to be solved and that, you know, nothing is new under the sun. Um, you can, you can put it together, you can build it, you can learn from other people. So that's what I have done my entire career. I I left the Navy, went into fortune 500 sales and marketing. And one of the things that really frustrated me was that they would admit that, you know, half the money we waste or we spend is wasted. We just never know what half it is. So with that, you know, that to me, that was, that was frustrating. And now I love it with, you know, digital and online because you can see every day what people like and what they loathe and you can do more of one and less of another. And that's really what got me into um, the digital space. Uh, Specifically, we had a a regional company here that was just a sideline business in Michigan. And uh, we went and thought, can we build this? Um, to a national company through using the tools of the internet. And there was two smart guys out of MIT, um, Brian Halligan and Darmesh Saw, that back in 2009 uh, wrote a book and they talked about that the people that were going to win going forward were not the ones that were selling, but the ones that were helping. So that when people go onto Google, you don't, you don't um, type in, what should I buy? Mm. No, you, you type in your problem, you know, and you're looking for solutions and that those people that had the content that helped you and that content could be a social media post. It could be a blog. It could be uh, an online calculator or a resource. It could even be a podcast that helps answer that question and helps you. Well, those people are going to gain the know, like, and trust. Uh, they're going to get the first customer, but they're also going to get that lifetime value with it. Um, so that's how we've built our entire business I started to help other companies um, do that also. And, you know, we used to use blogs. I mean, six six years ago, everybody read blogs and they worked really well. Well, you know, ask yourself, how many blogs do you actually read from beginning to end anymore? Probably not that much, but there's other mediums where you can communicate with people. You know, social media videos or one of the ones that we found out was the best was podcasts, you know, an interview where you can talk to somebody for 30 to 45 minutes and people get to know, like, and trust you. And if you could help them with their problem, they connect with you. If not, they move on. But, uh, uh, you know, we've just found great power in it. It's easy content to, to produce, to reproduce, and you get to meet a whole lot of fun people. That's true. That's why I do it. Cause I'm definitely not in it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it's, it has been an interesting shift. And I do, I, I say to all small business owners, essentially, you should have a podcast. Podcasting is what blogs were in 
I think right now, if you start a podcast, it's like starting a blog in about 2005. That's my guess. So it's like crowded, but it's not overcrowded. What do you what do you think about the state of the kind of market and that analogy? Well, I, I agree with you, but I also have to admit that, you know, you're young and a hard charger. I'm older and I'm lazy. <laughs> and anybody that says that starting a podcast or doing a podcast is easy has either never done a podcast or never done it well. Oh, man. You know. Chris, my hat's off to you that I know the, I know the hard work that you put into this, you know, getting the guests, um, producing it, the interview, the interview is the easy part, you know, the show notes, then promoting it all, you know, doing a podcast is tough, but being a podcast guest gets you the, the same benefits with less work. So when you say everybody should have a podcast, I would say everybody should be on a podcast. Uh, and we see a lot of people that we work with that after they've been on, you know, podcasts as, as guests being interviewed for a year, they've got a message to say and, and naturally they start their own podcast. But uh, I think just being a guest is a great place to start. That's a it's a great point. And I think I'm looking at it from that angle, you know, of having started it. And it's one of those things. If I would have known how difficult it was going to be, I, well, no, I still would have done it, but I, we really didn't know starting a podcast and a lot of people don't. And I actually speak with a lot of people who want to start one. Uh, we, we consult, we actually are hired. I just did a company in DC actually not too long ago, um, and built their entire podcast for them and then taught one of their employees how to edit and produce it. So that's kind of a new thing that we do. I think there needs to be more of that, but What you're talking about is, you know, maybe first you dip your toe in the water by being interviewed. And I know that is your most recent venture, which is Interview Valet. Tell us a little bit about that or tell our listeners, because, of course, I'm familiar with it. I, uh, you know, I use you guys. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, let me let me start back and going back a little bit. And when we were helping people, you know, with their marketing to get more traffic, more more leads, more customers. Uh, we had a client that um, he sounded a lot like Zig Ziglar. You know, he had this great Southern voice, great stories to tell, and he would write a blog and it would take him three hours to do it. You'd read it and it'd be like, it reads like every other blog and it converted like every other blog, you know, maybe one to 2%. And we thought, man, he's got such a great story to tell. He sounds so great. What, let's use this. And so we looked at a podcast and thought, well, that's, that's a lot of work and a big commitment. So we thought, could we get him on other people's podcasts? Sort of like the the same thing people were doing with guest blogging. So we went and got him on a few podcasts, and we're just amazed by the engagement, the traffic that came, the leads that came. Things were converting. You know, if a blog converts at like one to two percent typically, we were seeing conversion rates of visitors to leads more like the twenty-five to fifty percent. Well, that's crazy. So we, we looked at that. <laughs> oh, it, we, we at first we thought this is too good to be true. You know, it's got to be the personality. There's got to be something in it. So we tried it with a few different clients. I tried it myself. And for about a year, we just kept doing it and testing it and tweaking it. And what we found is that, no, it's a system, you know, that if you get on the the right podcast, talking to the right customers uh, with the right um, system, that you can really do the same thing. And so with that, we had so many people asking us about that that uh, I put a a small course together to show people how to do it. And while it did well, I'd go back and talk to the students that that, uh, were taking the course 
and they'd all say, well, I understand it. I just, I don't have the time to do it. You know, I want somebody to do it just like you do for your clients. And we also heard from the the uh, podcast hosts that, you know, they really wanted great guests, guests that showed up, that were ready, um, that were vetted. So we saw this need. So uh, back at the end of 2015, uh, we did a, a beta test and said, could we put a service together that helps the podcasters, helps the, the, um, the guests, and does everything for them? And we sort of look at it from the standpoint of, um, you know, when you're a guest, you're the performer. So if you want to talk about Rolling Stones, Dave Matthews, uh, the Beatles, whatever you're your genre is, you know, they don't set up all the, the, the gigs. They don't move the equipment. They've got roadies to do all that. All they do is show up and perform. And so with interview valet, that's what we've really done. We take people that have a message that they want to get to a specific audience. And we help them with that to get in front of the, the right listeners on podcasts and then do everything so that we can help them take people from being listeners to leads to customers, um, and really helping them, helping the podcast hosts and ultimately helping the listeners. Right. Well, and you know, I want to learn more about Interview Valet. Um, and as I kind of mentioned earlier, you know, doing a podcast about getting on podcasts is a little meta, but I think it's a really cool thing we haven't covered yet. And it's a tool in the tool belt of small business owners and entrepreneurs. But I want to go back and talk about, you know, your background really in, I mean, of course, you're in the Navy, but in entrepreneurship, in marketing. And I, that's a, it's especially digital marketing. It's such an interesting niche to me because I feel like so many people are doing it, right? And so I'm wondering, how do you, you know, because people run into this in any business they start. They go, you know what? I want to do this. And then they Google it and they see that 50 million people are doing it and they, do, they quit, right? They go, ah, I can't do it. I mean, I, I've struggled with that. You know, oh, somebody else is probably better. There's so much saturation. How do you, uh, you know, deal with that? Or how did you early on when you were learning about marketing and teaching marketing and teaching others uh, when there's so much content out there on it? Well, I, I think it's everybody has their unique perspective on something. And in some ways, more information doesn't help you. You know, um, if I have to get an answer to a problem, going to the the Library of Congress doesn't help me. It just confuses me more. Just connect me with somebody that can explain it to me and how to use it. And um, I went back and got my MBA in marketing and spent a lot of time, tens of thousands of dollars to get it. And um, what I what I learned afterwards is that you've you've got you've got the simple things. You know, marketing at its base is starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal customer. And I think, especially online right now, everybody is talking about tools and tricks and tactics, you know, that all you need is to to advertise on Pinterest and, and you'll have a great business. All you need to do is get this newest tool and you will do it. And we get so um, focused on all the little things that we miss the big picture. So one of the things that I always look at is that everybody's got their own little niche that they can talk to. And what you need to do is focus on who it is you want to, to serve. You know, just because there's 7 billion people on the world, in the world doesn't mean you've got 7 billion potential customers. You know, I, I always say the worst adv- business advice I ever got was from my grandfather. 
old Irishman. I love him dearly. Um, the only thing he ever told me wrong was this. He said, when I was in college, he said, choose carefully who you drink with because you can't choose who you work with. Now, for him, that was the truth. I mean, he's a mechanic in a small town. Everybody was his customer. But for us, we can choose who we, who we work with. And we need to be very, very specific on on who can be our ideal customer, who can, you know, thrill us working with them, and who we can thrill. You know, you don't need everybody as a customer. You need to really focus down. So I don't care if there's a thousand other people doing a similar thing to what you do. You know, you need to niche down and figure out who it is that that you can serve um, and, you know, that – Marketing speak is the ideal buyer persona or your avatar. I always say, who's your dream customer? You know, who who's that person that not only could be a customer but could be a fan, could be an advocate? That person that uh, that you're thrilled to do the work, and even more thrilled that you get paid to do the work. So I think as you start looking at that competition, um, just realize that it's a big world. There's there is no competition for most of us. Depending what we do, we need I don't know maybe a hundred customers, maybe a thousand, maybe ten thousand. Mm-hmm. So even if you need a hundred thousand customers, figure out what percentage of the world that is, and you see that you've got just a small, small fragment there. And so with that, you can serve that small fragment better than anybody else. You know what was great about that? And and if anybody takes one thing away from this, here's the the nugget that I actually have been thinking about writing in a blog post or something because I hear it time and time again and it finally hit home. Because I ask this question to myself all the time. I often hear, well, you have a unique selling proposition, right? You're a unique individual. That means you're going to deliver it the same way, One of, or you know, uniquely. One of the things you said. And I've struggled with that a little bit because uh, I I kind of thought, although I might be unique, I might not be better, right? So so that that was tough. However, the thing you hit on that is now I've heard it over and over again is more information doesn't help you. And I haven't heard it put that way. So don't I don't want to take the uniqueness away. I think that's the clearest way I've heard it. it. Just because it's out there and somebody has it doesn't mean that the person you reach could have gone there. You know what I mean? Like if if you change somebody's life, even though somebody else might have been able to do it as well, they may have never found that person. You know what I mean? So it's almost I'm finally grasping this. You, it is your duty to serve people if you have something of value. And in order to do that, you have to market to reach them. Does that make sense? It does. And um, one of my favorite quotes comes from Derek Sivers, who um, started CD Baby, which was the precursor to iTunes. Oh, yeah. And he's, he says, what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. Oh, man. And, and think about it. What you know, and I don't care, every listener here knows something that from their lifetime, from their work, something that would just amaze other people. And ev- and you just look at it and say, it's ordinary. I figured everybody knew that. Well, if you keep that inside, you know, you're denying them of that knowledge and they would be amazed by it. So we all have something to offer each other. And, you know, it used to be that, well, I'm not going to give it to you unless you, uh, unless you pay for it. That is such a, uh, a last century um, idea. You know, I think we are in a sharing economy and we freely share it. You know, anything that's probably taught in a course, you could probably Google it and find it. (laughs) Yeah. But the problem is, is that would you know how to implement it? Um, You know, why would you go to college right now? 
right? Because everything is in a college book. You can see the other stuff. No, you're paying for somebody to to take you through it, to teach you that. Um, so from that standpoint, putting that stuff freely out there. I mean, I, we talked about this before. Everything I talk about, I talk about freely on podcasts and my blogs and everything like that. So the question is, is like, well, why would anybody, you know, ever pay for your service then? And it's like, well, you know, it's because they don't want to have to learn it themselves. They don't want to go through, you know, their time is valuable to them. They can do other things. They want a professional that can help them through it so that uh, that they can get better results. I couldn't agree with you more. And we didn't plan this, but I feel like it's a good it's a good place to mention mention it. So you're going to be uh, part of our mastermind. You're going to host a webinar for us, right? Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of the same thing, right? Like this information, you know, part of the mastermind, you, these webinars, I mean, it might it, it, well, these webinars actually aren't always out there. They're things that people have to pay to see. Um, but in our case, it's like you're going to get to listen to what you have to say, learn about what you teach, marketing this and that, ask you questions, come to the group afterwards and discuss it. There's going to be other entrepreneurs, creatives in the group. And that is kind of what you're talking about. It's like, you know, we're all sharing. You're giving your time for free. And uh, we're doing it almost at cost. And then if you really, if they, if they hear it and they go, man, I need more from that guy, then it is, you know, they got to buy it because you've put your life into it. It's really free podcast, uh, you know, a, a small fee on a, a mastermind. And then if it works out, trickles into a customer. We all work with people we, we know, like, and trust. I mean, that's, I don't care if it's online or not. The, the reason that you buy from Amazon is because you know them, you like them, and you've trusted them. You know, the reason you don't buy from another site is I have no idea if it's, you know, a, a phishing site. <laughs> um, so it's the same thing. And so uh, by giving people an opportunity to, to get to know you and like you to trust you, be it in a podcast, a blog, a webinar, um, it just – it helps everybody. It's it's that service um, – economy. And, you know, people, before we talked about inbound marketing and it's sort of a buzz term and, and people say, well, what is that? That's just what we were talking about is marketing yourself, getting sales, building yourself by helping other people. You know, the opposite of that is outbound marketing. So, you know, it's outbound marketing is Chris, I've got something to sell you and I'm going to interrupt your favorite TV show, your favorite uh, uh, song on the radio. I'm going to put an ugly billboard up hmm. on your way to work. You know, I'm going to say, this is what I have to sell you. And that's outbound and nobody likes to be sold to. But that whole inbound philosophy is, hey, how can I help you solve your problem? And that's really, that's, I think that's the future of business, the future of marketing. And, uh, you know, nobody likes to be sold to, but everybody likes to buy to solve their problems. Yeah. And let's talk about that. Kind of the inbound marketing, uh, you mentioned things like the Pinterests or the Snapchats or, you know, all the content, all the blogs. When's the last time you read a blog? Now we have podcasts, videos, YouTube. It's getting out of control. And if you're a small business owner, uh, and you say, I, yes, I want to move in the right direction. Oftentimes we can get paralysis by analysis, right? We can see too many opportunities and I'm sure, I mean, as a you know entrepreneur, you've been through this. How do you recommend for that listener out there that maybe they just have an idea or maybe they have a business? How do they move along the curve to start getting inbound clients to start growing as opposed to just throwing a bunch of shiny objects at them. 
You know, Chris, I love that question. I think that's a clearer question than I've ever heard it put. You know, which direction should you go? And the answer I would give to that is always go in the direction of your customer or your ideal customer because all of us are pulled in two dozen different directions every day. You know, you need you need Pinterest, you need to be on Snapchat, all the rest of that. Well, you need to go in the direction of where your customer is. And the best example I can think of this is my daughter uh, when she was in junior high. She came to me one time and she says, Dad, you need to be on Snapchat. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, because me and all my friends are on Snapchat. And at that time, none of my customers were, so it would have been like really creepy to be on there. And I think that's so so common that what we have here is like, well, what should I be on? You know, we, we should always go towards where our customers are. So if your customers are on on a social media platform, you should be there too. If your customers are listening to a certain podcast, well, you want to make sure that you're on that podcast. And even to the point of what product should you should you start with next? Go towards what your customers tell you they need. And one of the examples I always point to is when we were um, building the course on, you know, how to be a, a, a podcast guest, it started really, really rough. I mean, it was uh, a bunch of friends asked me for it. And I'm like, well, let me put it together. And when I first put it together, I wanted more feedback than anything on it. So I gave it out to a few people and really didn't get a whole lot of feedback. So I thought, I'm going to try something different here. And I put two questions at the end of every section. And at that time, there were four sections in it. And those two questions were, what questions do you still have? And what resources do you still need? And then I threw out a free half hour of um, of uh coaching with it also. And the half hour to me was for them to tell me and for me to answer what wasn't in the course. So we started it out at $49. And every time somebody would fill out those questions of what questions do they still have or what resources do they need or things that would come up in that half hour coaching session, I'd take those and I'd put it back into the course and it would be like, oh, I never thought about that. That's really important. That's really important. So I did that for a couple of weeks and then I doubled the price of the course and then I did it again. And I got better feedback and more feedback. And the course kept getting better and better. So much so that, you know, we doubled it and we finally stopped when we said, you know, this is a great course. All the things that we want covered are in there. But we had taken a course in a in a matter of probably about two months from version 1.0 to something that's fully fully, fully ready and fully saleable. And I think that was a much, much better way to do it because I see some people that will come out and say, well, I want to build this great product and it's going to take me, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and a couple of years to do it. Well, you'll spend all that time and at the end, the customers are going to say yes or no and you could have wasted all your time. So getting them involved in it, at each point they say, yes, it's worth $49. Yes, it's worth $99. Here's how you can improve it. And it's just a, a great way. Once again, um, you know, we all think that we're experts in our business um, or you bring on an expert. You know, um, The truth is, is that we all have opinions and the only experts are the ones that vote with their dollars and those are the customers. And the customers will always be the experts and tell you what they love and what they loathe. 
uh, as business owners, we just have to to be smart enough to listen to them and doing more of the things that they love and stop doing the things that they loathe. Yeah, and that's a, a good place. I'm glad you ended there because I have a follow up question on that, which is, I've I've heard this, and you, you know, you have to figure out what the customer wants. You deliver, and then you not necessarily pivot, but you modify. How how do you actually listen in a world where oftentimes customers don't just come out and say, hey, Tom, you know, I loved what I bought, but if you just took this and made it this and then did this, then it would be even better. You know, because customers don't have time. They don't want to connect. They, whatever. There's a number of ways, but I'm wondering what are the ways you have found that are best to listen and and change what you're doing or improve upon it, I guess. Yeah, and it goes back to that. Uh, what was the line that uh, you know? If Henry Ford would have listened to the um, to the customers, <laughs> he would have come up with a faster horse that didn't poop as much. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's a little bit there, but I think we've got such great tools at our 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 hands um, that we don't look, use all always. A lot of times, like with analytics, we should look at the analytics and say, "So what do they mean?" You know, and so which. What pages, what blogs, what posts resonate more with your ideal clients? What words are they using? You know, and start using those same words back. What frustrations are they having? Um, you know, 20 years ago, uh, you would have gone to uh, some marketing agency and they would have, you know, charged you $50,000 for some focus group. Now you can go to, to Facebook, find a group that's focused on that and just start asking questions. What do they need? What are their frustrations? And they'll tell you. And that's just great information there. And I think I'm guilty of this too. Sometimes, you know, uh, I like my ideas too much. You know, my own mm. children are, are never ugly. Um, so if it's my <laughs> idea, if it's my idea, it's got to be good, right? But oh, tra- I love that analogy. I, because, it, like, I, you know, I have a one-year-old now and he is a beautiful kid. I don't care what anybody says. He, he just is. And everybody says. <laughs> but I do remember thinking like, wait, wait, I just want to make sure, you know, like – because I know I'm going to think he's adorable, but that's, that was that was classic. So it, it, it's that. And as business owners, it's the same thing. This is my baby. This is my idea. The, the customers just don't get it. Well, if they don't get it, you got a big problem. Yeah. So just listening to that. And I think listening is is so important. Um, uh, in the Navy, we used to um, have a line that was was funny, and I think it it applies here. Um, to business too, that you have to be smart enough to know right answer when told, you know, the customers are telling you what the right answer is. You Mm. just have to be smart enough to listen to them. That's a really, yeah. Well, you know, leave it to the military to give you some, some good guidance, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's right or not actually, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go that way. So, all right, Tom, I want to, I want to learn a little bit more about, you know, so you created interview valet. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, essentially, if you're a thought leader, aspiring thought leader, obviously you have the credentials and you're looking to market yourself. Podcasting is a way to do it. And Interview Valet can help you. So, um, you know, I can let you go into that a little more. But I was wondering how you got to that realization or or even why. You know, like what? Because that is a business created out of essentially thin air in a good way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, most people, that's how our businesses come up, right? We have an idea and we build it. So 
show us the growth of this. How did you, where did that come from? Then how did you grow it? How's it going? All that. I wish I could give you this great, you know, business plan that worked out (laughs) and everything. Um, Really, it was listening to my customers and realizing that my idea was really, really stupid. Because when we started on this, it worked for me, it worked for a few clients, and other people wanted to learn how to do it. And I thought, okay, I'll teach them. I'll teach them in an online course and everything. And um, what I found out that people like, I want you to do it for me. And I had people that would, you know, afterwards tell me this, like, I understand how to do it, but I just want you to help me to do me to do it and to execute it. Um, they were smart enough. They were hardworking enough. They were motivated enough, but they had a business to run. So with that, they needed a professional that could could get them up and going with the system. So after I had all these people that had taken the course and really weren't using it, um, and asking for help, I thought, wow, could, could we help them and sort of do a done-for-you service the same way? And what I didn't understand was how much the podcast host would like it. Um, you know, right now, we focused on how can we help our clients connect with their ideal listeners, you know, people that are listening to targeted podcasts so they can go out there so that they get that know, like, and trust. Uh, but when we started to, to pitch the idea or um, present the idea to, to podcasters, um, you know, in Facebook forums, in, in interviews, you know, the conversations before and after, we found out that it was doing them a great service because, you know, they're looking for, for interesting people that, uh, to interview, uh, people that show up um, ready to amaze uh, and show up prepared. So it's been great. And, you know, I would say the company, uh, we just launched it in early 2016. It came out of beta testing uh, and it's continued to um, uh, to expand and it's continued to add more and more value based on what our shareholders have said, you know, both our clients, both the podcasters. And what I'm most excited about is that the the results that we're seeing that are reproducible and the areas that we're using it with, you know, we're working with uh, authors that want to get their book out, sort of doing a, a virtual book tour really quick. We've worked with some crowdfunders that just wanted to get their message out really quick in that first 72 hours to drive traffic there. Mm. We're working with um, different businesses that just want, you know, ongoing traffic and leads. And it could be anywhere from, you know, franchisors trying to get their word out, uh, businesses, coaches. Uh, and it's so much fun because, you know, even we talked about the webinar there. Um, I love doing those webinars. And one of the things I always put out there is let's not use one of my examples. Let's pick somebody from the group and let's talk about your business and let's see how it would apply to your business. And undoubtedly, uh, there's somebody that comes up with a business that I had never thought about before. And I'm like, okay, well, how would it work for that? And we can go through it. And so I learned something with it too. Uh, So it's been fun. I think we're just on the cusp of podcasting really taking off. And the funny part is, is that you know, 20% of the U.S. population right now listens to podcasts. Um, I don't know what percentage of have no idea what an iPod is, that they're too young, but really podcasting is becoming more on-demand radio. You know, in 2016, we had some of the cars that could download um, the the episodes directly to the dashboard. It didn't need a smartphone or anything. So I think really it's becoming on-demand radio. And what works so well about it is that people can listen to it when they want, where they want, and the station they want. And the numbers are so much different that there's fragmented markets. So, you know, 
in the old days of radio, you know, Casey Kasem, I don't know, might have been heard by, you know, 10 million people uh, on any Sunday night because that's the only thing that came in. Now with podcasts, people are listening to it because they want to listen to it. And it's a very, very niche audience. You know, there's 200,000 podcasts right now. So if you're, if you're selling to um, uh, women that knit, there's a podcast and there's probably dozens of podcasts <laughs> I know, I know. With, with ideal customers right there. Um, you know, you net, you name the niche and there's podcasts with ideal listeners right there. And I guess one of the questions that I always put out to people is that if your customers are listening to podcasts, are they listening to you? Cause in the future, more and more are going to be listening. So they can either listen to you as a host, you as a guest, or they can listen to your competitor. It's just one of those things because being on a podcast, you know, is one thing. Having a podcast is one thing. We have seen the evolution of it. I remember when I, when you know, three years ago, say, somebody would be like, what do you do? And I had a day job and I would say, and I run a podcast. And I'd say about half the time they might say, oh, that's really cool. And the other half, they'd be like, you run a what? And now, I mean, just a couple months ago, same thing comes up and I do this and I run a podcast. And then I pause and I say, you know what a podcast is? And like people almost get offended. They think, of course, I know what a podcast is. I'm alive. You know what <laughs> I mean? The I have watched the evolution of its growth and people's understanding of it. And frankly, I'm astounded when people don't listen because you'd rather listen to the radio with the same Justin Bieber song and commercials every five minutes. I, I don't I don't get it. I just don't. <laughs> you, you, you know, another great question is a follow up on that. And the one that I always love to ask is, what's your favorite podcast? Mm. And inevitably, they will start naming podcasts that you have never heard of in your life, but are very passionate to them in their niche. Now, granted, if you run in the same circles, same businesses, there might be some crossover. Uh, but, you know, you you can ask your your grandmother, and she probably listens to podcasts religiously that you have never even heard of. Um, so, with that, it's I love how fragmented it is, and it really is focused. Um, you know, when we talk with clients, and they're like, "Well, can you get us on big podcasts?" It's like, well, it's not always the big podcast that will get you the biggest results. So, for example, you know, I, one of the examples I use is that I was on a big podcast early on, and it was very, very general. And probably got heard by 30,000 people or at least 30,000 downloads. Sure. I got, I got 10 leads from it. Wow. I was on another podcast that the host kept apologizing because she had 300 downloads per episode. <laughs> I got 150 leads wow. out of that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's that question of, you know, um, we used to do the mass media and just put it out to everybody. And now it's really focused. So they're more fish in the ocean, but. I'd rather fish in a barrel where I knew where all my customers are. And that's one of the things we do with, with our clients and teach also is to uh, you know really focus on who you want to serve, find out where they are, and connect with them there. That's a good point, actually, because I've gone fishing in the ocean and caught nothing. And then I've gone in my local little pond, and it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I always think I'm a master. So, you know, it's always a, it's a good analogy, a good way to visualize it. Well, Tom, this has been really fantastic. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed all of it. I look forward to the webinar with you. I will. Uh, we'll be in touch. We'll find a time that works. Uh, tell tell our listeners, you know, where where should they go? Where can they find you? What would you like to leave them with? Thanks, Chris. I've really enjoyed this, and uh, I'm honored to be on the Smart People podcast. I guess the the final word of 
wisdom that I would have or advice would be that, you know, marketing at its core is just starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal customer. You've got something that they need. So don't hold it, hold it in. A great way to do that is through podcasts and talking to them. Um, was one thing for sure. More and more people are going to be listening to podcasts. The only question is, are they going to be listening to you or one of your competitors? As far as getting the best way to get a hold of me, uh, you can go on LinkedIn. I love that um, that medium there or that platform. I'm the only Tom Schwab in all of Kalamazoo. I love to connect with people there. And I mentioned it before, but what's ordinary to you is amazing to me. So I, I love connecting with people. The other thing is I put together a special welcome page uh, back at Interview Valet. It's interviewvalet.com forward slash smart people. And there's all the things that Chris and I talked about in here. Um, there's six steps to get booked on a podcast. There's an online training you can do. And there's even an assessment there uh, that uh, you can look at, at your market, at your message, and the machine you have built to see if you could be a great podcast guest and grow your business the way I have, the way lots of other people have. Uh, by being a guest on podcasts that your ideal customers listen to. Well, I really appreciate that. So that's interviewvalet.com slash smart people. That's correct. Perfect. All right, Tom. Well, again, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Tom. Thanks, Chris. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Tom Schwab. Tom is the author of Connect, Grow Your Business as a Podcast Guest. And you can find all of his materials over at tmschwab.com. That's T-M-S-C-H-W-A-B.com. As always, thank you again for taking the time out of your week to listen to the episode. We truly do appreciate it. If you'd ever like to reach out to the show, you can shoot us an email at smartpeoplepodcast.gmail.com or message us on Twitter at smartpeoplepod. If you're looking for easy ways to support the show, please don't forget about our Amazon link located at smartpeoplepodcast.com slash Amazon. That comes at no cost to you, and we get a nice little kickback from Amazon that helps support the show. And if you're looking for other free and easy ways to help support Smart People Podcast, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a nice rating and review over there. We've got some great episodes coming up, so make sure you stay tuned. And we'll see you all next week.